from Ennui. This is Ennui Talk. You can support the show and other Ennui projects by subscribing to Ennui Plus on Patreon. But for now, sit down and enjoy. Hello everybody, welcome back to everybody's favorite podcast, Ennui Talk. All four of you who are listening, um, I've actually got another guest on today, um, Matt Tabor. Um, Matt, how would you how would you describe yourself to people? Because like I, because you are a man of many hats, I would say. That's right. Yeah, but first, uh, I want I want to know what NUE is and what I'm doing here. Well, what is what is NUE TV? Well, first of all, incorrect pronunciation, and I don't know how. <laughs> I think it. See, look, I feel. I okay. In the beginning, it was like, okay, I'm gonna pick a really cool name. I'm gonna pick a name that like nobody else has. It's like you know, um, Nike wasn't Nike until it became Nike, and right, Onwe wouldn't become Onwe until it becomes Onwe. But of course, I had to choose a name that people can't pronounce, even though it's in the it's in the dictionary. It's French for boredom, I believe. I think that's why I chose it because it's more nuanced than that. It's more nuanced, and that's why I love it. Because when I yeah, when I first saw, when I first saw the Anwe TV name, and I, I forget what it was. Maybe it was on Twitter uh, or the, the Discord. You know, I, I followed up, and and I see this. I love that word because it's one of those words that cannot be expressed in English. There is no English word for Anwe. Uh, it, you can get kind of close. You can, you can do boredom, uh, whatever the dictionary says it is, is pretty close, but there's nothing that actually gets to it. It's sort of like schadenfreude. You know, there, there's no English word that means the same thing as schadenfreude. Uh, and ennui just has that nuance of, uh, well, I, I'm even having trouble describing it, but it's, it's got the nuance of, of you shouldn't be bored. I mean, you're, you're bored even though life is okay. You know, and, and I, the last time I encountered it was in an old book, uh, and it was a novel, and this, uh, this housewife who was kind of her husband's uh, kind of, you know, he mistreated her, and, and she didn't really you know, have anything to do at home. Um, but her life was very, very comfortable and, and she suffered from ennui. Would you, uh, would you so say it's it, complacent? It's not, like, it, is it, is it just being comfortable, not wanting to, not necessarily boredom, but it's like, like not, not safe. Like is, is comfortable the right word being complacent? Is it the right word? Like, is it, is that as close as you can get combining all of those definitions into one? When I think of it, and I, I'm going to preface this by saying I don't know if it's appropriate in the actual uh, in the actual usage of the word, but the way I think about it is, it's a feeling of boredom from somebody who should not feel boredom. Um, for example, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't describe a, a homeless person as suffering from ennui because they're uh, you know, if they, if they're sitting on the street, uh, asking for change, I wouldn't say, Oh, well, there's, there's somebody who, who is, uh, just teeming with ennui. No, I wouldn't. Um, 
if it's somebody who sits around watching TV and uh, complains about their life and is dissatisfied, even though uh, they could do any number of things to alleviate their boredom, then I would say that's a case of ennui. Uh, but it, but anyway, I, I you know you're right about choosing a word that's that's not that common being a little bit of a liability but at the same time it's it's super unique it's super cool and when you do get to know a thing and it's almost like you know a secret right you know <laughs> this thing that not everybody knows uh what what it means but you're almost like part of the in crowd when you're a fan of something that's uh difficult to pronounce or has a, a meaning that that isn't clear uh, so no, when I, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, this is cool. Uh, whoever, whoever came up with this name and decided to run with this as a brand, uh, has some interesting things going on. And that turned out to be true. And I think that, re- and that's, I think I subconsciously did that. Like it's, it adds to the brand. It's something unique. It's like at the base level, you see that and go, oh, I don't, I like, it's like at, at the very, very base level, I don't know how to pronounce this thing. I'm intrigued. You know, if it was just like, um, yeah. cool kids productions, nobody wants to watch that. They, they really don't. That's right. There's something to it. There's something to it. And, and immediately you don't know exactly what it is. Um, but you know, there's something there, you know, if it's a, a comedy channel, that's like funny bone productions. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, you've nailed that one right on the nose and it sounds hokey and boring. Um, there, there's probably a channel called funny. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to look this up. As oh, there I, would be hundred percent. I make fun of it. Oh no. What have I done? Oh no. It <laughs> auto completed. There's definitely, Oh no. There is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No Funnyboneproductions.com. <laughs> uh, apparently oh, it's a venue oh. that does improv stuff in Walnut Creek in California. So, uh, well, shout out, on, shout out to Walt Twitter. To- to um, Funny Bones Productions in Walnut Creek. That's right. I, I don't. I, I hope it's a good place. Maybe we're sending somebody to, uh, you know, some some bizarre criminal enterprise, but probably not. Uh, anyway, whoever came up with that name wasn't digging too deep. So, oh god, no. yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see, and it just it intrigued me. And it's not going to intrigue everybody. But the people it does intrigue, those are probably the people you want to be a fan of your stuff anyway, right? Well, of course. And that's what I think, like, in the grand scheme of things, I know that the Omni brand is not going to grow to PewDiePie levels because that's not the, it's not the humor we put out. It's not the type of content we put out. Even, like, in the grand scheme of things, the big, big, big plans of making movies and um larger high budget digital series and all that sort of stuff it's not going to appeal to everyone i try to like the big plans i've always had is like hitting different sort of genres and blah 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 and you know most genres would be filled and i think this like i think i could create entertainment for for anybody i feel like i could create entertainment for okay i I honestly feel that i could create a unique and decently produced reality tv show like that's always something in the back of my head it's like you know that sure. that um that genre has been done to death, but I think it's like you could the the Onwe brand could put out something that is in the reality the reality TV genre and make it unique and make it that like you know fans of reality TV would like, but then also fans of Onwe would like in general. 
I don't know. It's like, it's very interesting. I think it's like, because I've always, for the longest time I was sort of like, and this is like a bit of a backstory with Ennui in general. It was like only comedy stuff. I only wanted to make comedy. And then I realized that okay. like, I really enjoyed like, like I love movies. I love so many different genres of TV. And I felt like um, I was putting myself in a bit of a bubble sort of just like just doing comedy stuff when there's like so much mm-hmm. more than that because I, my whole life like when I was a, when I was a child the only things everything I always gravitate gravitated gravitated towards comedy content on YouTube and movies and like Borat is one of my favorite of my all-time favorite movies and it's like okay. I wanted to that like that's what's inspired a lot of the content that I've made um, with Marty's Internet show and all the other Marty miniseries etc cetera, etc cetera. And it was like, that's the only thing I'm going to be good at, making comedy content. I think I put myself in a box as a, as a creator, as a producer. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this tangent, but it was just like, I didn't want to... Um, and that, that also links to creating Ennui as Ennui and not just, let's make a channel as Matthew Winter. I think it was, you know, yeah. you can't... There, it is very, very hard to go from a one-person entity and growing it into something bigger than yourself. Like you can see that with the biggest example that I think of is Freddie W transitioning from that to rocket jump. Um, and yeah, it just didn't work. It didn't work as well as he thought it would. And I think it's just like, you know, you live and you learn, you know, um, hindsight's twenty twenty. but yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. I, I love talking about myself. I it's, hope you, I hope you realize that. <laughs> it's, it's a really broad issue though. Like you're talking about a specific example. It happens to be you, but this is an important, broad, general issue. And I, I realized I, I'm going to back up a little bit because I realized I never actually said who I was. Oh, yes, exactly right. Uh, Matt Tabor, who are you? So who am I? I, I work with uh, the Vsauce company um, that that uh, is a network of channels that focuses on science and math on YouTube. A um, little bit of tech. Uh, it's evolved over the years. It's uh, it's It's been... A range of different things and i mostly work on vsauce 2 with kevin and kevin's been uh, working on math videos for a while trying to uh, make engaging content about things you really shouldn't care about and that's the game it's like who wants to watch a math video right uh and so the game is uh let's make this worth watching and i hope we've done a decent enough job with that oh uh, so so i work with Kevin on Vsauce too. And, um, we also, Kevin and I have a podcast called the create unknown and we talk to, yes, we talk to kind of a range of mostly YouTubers, some animators. Um, we had psychic pebbles on, uh, pretty recently and that was awesome. Uh, Gus Johnson, uh, Vsauce guys, Michael and Jake way back in the day. Jake's been on twice actually. Uh, some of the science creators we know, like Dustin Sandlin, Smarter Every Day. Um, yeah, just a, a broad range of people. And sometimes we talk to them. Sometimes Kevin and I talk about uh, an issue on YouTube or uh, online media or kind of the the, the business of being creative. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll just talk about that because the two of us ha- come from very different backgrounds professionally and we work together extremely well uh we've worked together a long time uh in various capacities um, probably 
12 or 13 years. Far out, long time. Uh, but we've known each other even longer than that. So, you know, it, it's good to have two really different perspectives and personalities talking about the same issue. And we, we just process things in super different ways. So when there's a topic that, that warrants a discussion with us, we, we do that. So, um, yeah, we, we've really enjoyed the podcast because we've gotten to know people like you, uh, all these people in the discord on Twitter, uh, it's a really small community and uh, that's awesome. It's, it's really awesome. And it's, it's, it's weird to say this, but uh, cause it sounds like a, a humble brag thing, but you know, Kevin has like four point, however many million subscribers, the Vsauce channels combined have 25 or 6 million mm. at this point. Um, it's a lot, I don't know what it is. Uh, and you know, you've got things going on Twitter. You've got, uh, TikTok. by the way, Kevin's new on TikTok and he's killing it. It's so cool. Is he really? If anybody's a TikTok user, look up Vsauce two with T W O rather than the number, uh, and check out what he's doing. But you have just a billion people on all these things, and and you don't get to know very many people individually. And with the podcast having that small community, I know a lot about what everybody's doing. If they talk about it, I know about it. So I, I know what tiny, tiny little brand new channels with like working on their second video. I know what it's about. Um, I, I know what struggles some of the smaller creators have because they're talking about them. And it's such a different way to interact with people. It, it's so much nicer. You know, it, it's sort of like, uh, you know, going to a bar with friends as opposed to like, you know, playing in a stadium oh, like yeah, exactly. they're both cool in their own way but that one-on-one -on -one connection absolutely happens with the podcast and and i love it and and kevin uh he likes that as well too there's so many there's so much that i wanted to unpack there um first thing vsauce 2 on tiktok how did that when how long has he been doing tiktok now i'm just having a quick look through his um tiktok now he's put out a couple weeks weeks and weeks i've not yeah, how have i he's got this? about it's it's brand new. I mean, it's been a few weeks, and I think he's done maybe fifteen or sixteen. But uh, they've done quite well. And actually, um, uh, he's gonna hit he's gonna hit ten thousand followers on there. Probably. Let's see if he's there now. Ninety eight thirty. He'll be there by midnight Eastern. So next few hours he'll hit that, and that's a cool milestone. Oh god! Uh, yeah. But it's been awesome because on Vsauce two, the videos are usually like twelve to fifteen minutes. And you've got to find a topic that you can go deep enough into to make those 12 or 15 minutes interesting. Uh, a couple tangents usually because you, you want to, you know, it's not like you can just sit there and do math the whole time. Uh, so you talk about the cool context with the thing. Um, but uh, there are just along the way of the research, which is shocking. I mean, we've had videos, we've had videos that have taken four or 500 hours of research. Um, and along the way you find just uncountable, like an unfathomable number of cool little tidbits that can never be a video because they're just uh, a neat factoid or uh, just some quirky little, almost trivia like thing. 
So you can't do anything with those, and it's super frustrating. Well, maybe you can tweet about them, but it's just not the same to, to tweet out a sentence or two. Uh, TikTok is just the perfect platform for that because he can just really quickly record a 20-second cool-as-hell thing that... Uh, you know, that one of us sees, it's like, oh, hey, isn't this neat? Everybody in the world should know about this. It's, I think it's, it's a cool, oh, it it's, it's been neat. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, interrupt but I was, all I was going to say was, I think social video is very, very underrated. I think people don't understand mm-hmm. that. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, and he's always said that. Yeah, me He too. always talks about the, with with content, like, putting out a tweet is content putting up a, a Snapchat story or an Instagram story or a yeah. small 20-second video is content. And I think people, some people focus too much on the big picture. They focus too much on the big content. And I think it's like, you know, you can put out a 20-second... Yes. And a 20-second video, just like how Kevin is on TikTok, get, well, look at some, looking at some of his videos, hundreds of... Almost, yeah, no, over. Over 100,000... Um, over 200,000 with some of them. Views on these. And it's... Right. It's content that people want to engage in. And it's, I don't think, I think there's advantages of long content. I think there's advantages of s- short content. Even, well, this, which is absolutely m- micro content, I would call it. I don't think it's, like, you can't even sh- call it short content, really, tr- in the, t- in yeah, the traditional tiny. sense. <laughs> it is very tiny. But I think it's, it's it, really a video tweet. But it has, yeah. a, it has a place. It has a place. And I think it's awareness as well. It's awareness for. The v- for Kevin himself, um, his personal brand, if you want to call it that, for Vsauce 2, yep. for, and I guess indirectly, the create unknown as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it all, it's like, oh, I like Vsauce. I'm going to go follow him on other platforms. Then you find about his podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It all links together. It really does. And this is a Gary V thing that he's talked about forever is having a lot of content on a lot of platforms, not in a spammy way, uh, but in a way so that people can discover you in different ways so that you can show different sides of yourself. So that's, that's really critical and it's extremely time consuming. And something that I've noticed in the YouTube community is just this obsession over uh, like every video is kind of a magnum opus and it is the most important thing in the world until it's done. And then it's on to the next one, which is treated the same way. And that's awesome. You get really good videos that way, but that's not, that's really not what the community wants. I mean, they, of course they want this amazing thing. Sure. But it's not all that the community wants. They want to get to know you on Twitter and they want to get to know you uh, on you know TikTok and see you be a goofball for 15 seconds and uh, maybe they want to maybe they want to see some serious stuff on LinkedIn. There's it's so easy now to do these micro little bits. It's something that that I have have not done very well because I just I haven't created a schedule that allows for it. But I'm working on it precisely because. Um, I should be doing all sorts of different things. You know, Twitter is a goofy thing to me and I, I like to have fun on it and I don't do really any serious stuff on there, but I would like to do some serious stuff elsewhere. And the only thing stopping me from doing that is me because it has never, ever been easier. 10, 12 years ago when, when we had blogs and stuff like that, uh, you had one way to do it. You, you, you had better sit down and write 
an engaging article and hope somebody signs up on your email list so that you can blast it out. And that was the bulk of it. YouTube was kind of in its infancy and used in a really different way. Uh, so now it's just completely different and it's, it's easy to do. It's cheap. It's free. Well, cheap. I mean, almost all the time it's free. Uh, you can get by with a great mic in your cell phone, cell phone camera. I mean, TikTok works on cell phone cameras, right? Mm, it does. So it's just never been easier to do just any of this stuff, all of this stuff. So if you're not doing it, that is, that is on you. I think it's like, I've always, I don't, and I don't mean to go the whole, everything better was better in the two thousands, but I really like the idea of nothing was better in the two thousands. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there. The two thousands sucked. What were you a fetus? Well, they weren't that good. Well, I was there. Well, th well, that's the thing. It's like, I like the idea of that. I can just put out, send out a newsletter with my content. And then all the people who want to see it, will see it. It, it gives yeah. me a little bit of anxiety to go, I have to post on all these different platforms. Obviously, social media scheduling like Buffer yeah. and all that has made things so much easier. But then it's like, for like for me, it's like, oh, I'm posting these clips and quotes and all that, all exactly the same on each platform. But then it's like, there's different people on different platforms. Some people only use Facebook and don't use Twitter. Some people only use Instagram and don't use right. anything. Some of them have all three. And then... Sometimes I focus on, oh, the people who have all three, they're going to see all the same content. Ah, I'm freaking out. I'm trying to, you know what I mean? It's like, is that unattractive yeah. to, a, to, an, to a fan or a possible fan? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal because there's so little overlap. Uh, because I, you know, I follow a bunch of people pretty closely and... Uh, on multiple platforms, right? It's exactly the thing that you're saying. And you think, oh, they're going to feel like they're getting spammed and they're just going to be annoyed by all of the same stuff here. Uh, I, I'm never annoyed. It hasn't happened once for me. And we found that with with Vsauce 2 people, like nobody's angry that that there's a tweet about a video they just watched on YouTube. If they've already seen it, they just keep scrolling by. There's no investment for them because it's just a scroll. If they were investing something, some kind of time, some kind of energy uh, into seeing duplicate content, then I can see that it would bother them. But nobody's investing anything. So the worst thing that happens is you look at it and you think, oh, I know what that is. I've already seen that or I listened to that episode. And just move on. You know, it's a it's a the tiniest fraction of a second, uh, and and I think there's more value in showing people that you're serious, showing them that you're trying and to to get out there and engaging with the people who do respond on all those platforms, that it completely outweighs completely outweighs uh, any level of annoyance on it. And plus, you know what? It gives them something to do. And this is this is huge. People want to, who are fans of you want to help you. And if you don't give them an easy way to do that, they can't. It's really frustrating. A YouTuber I love, he's really small. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to say his name because I'm about to say something that sucks. Um, I love this guy. I like him personally. I like his content. He's so, so good. And a couple weeks ago, I wanted to become uh, a patron of a channel because I just wanted to. And I thought, oh, he's a perfect one. Um, 
I couldn't do it. He doesn't have Patreon set up. Uh, I even messaged him and asked him about it. It's like, no, I don't want people to, you know, think I'm grubbing for money or, you know, whatever it was. Well, the reality is that I was disappointed as a fan of his because I had no way to show my appreciation and no way to help. So that's a perspective that's really important to have. You're actually doing fans of your content a favor by giving them a lot of platforms to, you know, retweet and comment and share and like and and whatever. Uh, Patreon gives them a chance to show how much they like you, which feels good as a fan. Hmm. And it's it's just kind of the opposite of what people worry about. And there's no gatekeeper. There's no gatekeeper to... Like, you might have 10 people watching your videos, but if those people want to support you, you should be able to let them support you. I, in the beginning... I, from the beginning... Like, I... When I left school, it was, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to do Onwe. And then for the next year, I sort of did... I did a, um, a bit of a... A bit of study into business. Um, did a certificate in that. And I was really, really business heavy. I think my head was more 60% business, 40% creative. And okay. I think in many ways, that's a that's a bad thing. But in many ways, it's a good thing because it from the beginning, I had a way that people could support us. Back in the day, it was it was actually VHX, which which is bought out by Vimeo. And that's, I think, the, a lot of the staff from okay. VHX work on Vimeo On Demand. So, and the... Um, what would you call it? The the monthly subscription um, service that you are able to do through Vimeo. So back in the day, that's where you could get okay. all of the um, the Onwe content if you wanted to get it a day early. On I think it was Onwe now it was called back then, and it was but it was video only as well. So oh. I had to upload to there as well as well as YouTube, blah blah blah. And it's from the beginning there was a way that you could support us, and I had many people tell me um, when I had like no listeners at all. Why do you have this? Why are you trying to do this from the beginning? Blah blah blah. It's like, and I know it wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. I know we were. I know I was better than. I know that my the pilot season of On We Talk, and I know that the first season of Marty's Net Show was better than many other people's first first attempts. Like I I know that. I don't mean to humble brag, but it's like I think I just have the mind for it. But I also know that it was a pile of dog mm-hmm. shit. I know that compared, especially compared to the stuff that I've done now. <laughs> It was a pile of dog shit, but it's like people want to support people they like. They want to support creators. They want to, I think more people support smaller creators than they do the big creators who are getting, you know, brand deals and all that sort of stuff, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's just interesting. I think. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I have, you know, I have friends who I, I really love their content and I support them in pretty much every possible way. But I I look at their Patreon. I'm like, hey, I know this dude. Does he need two bucks? Does he does he need to increase his patrons from 1,379 to 1,380? Uh, no, I would much rather give that to uh, to a smaller channel. You know. And by the way, when I swung and missed on that other Patreon, can you venture a guess at who ended up getting my Patreon money? Was it me? It, w- it was, if you are NUE TV, then yes. Why? Why me? Like, obviously, because I put out great content. I understand that. But. Well, it's straight up pity, isn't it? Yeah, of course. It's like, you know, I know pre- pity money is better than no money at all, of course. 
no, I like, I, I like the stuff that you do. You have great production values. I like the, I, it was, it was painful to, to listen to, uh, you and Ben talk about the future of Marty's internet show, because I, I just like Marty as a character. It's, it's very David Brent like it is, isn't it? Uh, David Brent, uh, Richie, uh, Gervais, Ricky Gervais from the office. Uh, it's just got tinges of uh, just this, this lack of self-awareness and misplaced overconfidence at times. And sometimes, sometimes being Marty is a smart guy and, and sometimes he's really just not, and you never know which Marty is going to show up. And I like that. I like that combination. And so, um, yeah, no, I was, I was happy to, uh, to jump in on that. And I, I like hearing you guys talk about it too, as I, I, I enjoyed that, uh, that episode. I haven't listened to, uh, I haven't listened to the new one that popped in the inbox a day or two ago. I haven't done that yet. Uh, but yeah, so the last one I heard was you and Ben talking about, uh, you know, all the different seasons of Marty and, and what's worked and what hasn't. And I, uh, but no, I, I, I love it. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the, it does give me a bit of validation because it's like, there's so many people who like, like our stuff and there's many people in the only crew, they like making the stuff and it's like, they'll support us, but not all of them support us monetarily. A lot of them obviously could, some of them can't. But mm-hmm. it's like, and but like, just because they give me, um, they don't give me money doesn't mean they support us less or more. But it's good to be validated by somebody in the industry. Like really, like it feel it makes me feel like I'm actually, after five years of doing this stuff, planning much longer, probably seven years since the inception in my head. Um, but I, I don't know. It just makes me feel like I'm actually going to get somewhere that I will eventually be the overnight success that. Oh, look at this! Look at this guy putting out Marty content and all this other content. And Marty won't die. I think it's like, and I believe I talked about it in that podcast on Omni Writers Room, available on Omni Plus, patreon.com slash Um, I think that I got burnt out trying to put out content very, very regularly, and I think that's what a lot of um, wannabe full-time creators have a problem with. It's like there's this algorithm. Um, whether that's like just on, that's on YouTube, that's on even on social platforms, people just want to get in people's feeds. They want to, they wanted, they just want to just, they want to make this stuff for a living. And it's like, I don't know. It's yeah. like, and that's tough. Yeah, fuck yes, it's tough. And it's, I don't think people understand that <laughs> it takes time. Like I knew, I never, I knew I was never going to be an overnight success. I know that um, it's just. It doesn't happen like that. It's not that easy. I don't think um, any of the content we've put out has the ability to go viral either. I think Marty's Net Show was very much framed like TV. It's like, I've I actually, in the beginning, for example, um, it had, in the YouTube title, it was Marty's Net Show, season one, episode one, et cetera, et cetera. And while that is good yep. for people who want to invest in the content, it's not very, doesn't really have the ability to go viral because it's like, you know, it's the first episode of the season, blah, blah, blah. People on YouTube tend to just go, oh, here's a cool video that's like 10 minutes long. It's like one thing of a whole show rather than you have to watch in this order, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I've always wanted, I've always structured yeah. Omni as a, as a media company rather than a YouTube channel. And that's made mm-hmm. the process longer to grow and get people to, 
even just know the the name on me. I think, but it's you know, I think it's the way I just I wanted to do it. I felt that's like it was the, the right way. way. It goes though. Mm. That's it. It goes back to a Gary V thing. He said so many times. Uh, what is it? Micro effort and macro patience. Mm. Oh, exactly. Where it's going just going crazy day to day on whatever your thing is, but just absolutely recognizing that nothing is going to pay off here for three years, five years, uh, can be longer. I mean, all of this depends on the type of thing that you're doing. I mean, we've seen, we've seen people jump, uh, you know, jump into having real careers very, very, very quickly. That also comes with a lot of very serious problems. Um, a lot of problems. So it's not great when it happens usually, but generally it takes a long time. And and Kevin and I have talked about this on the create unknown because we, we actually, I mean, we knew each other going way, 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 way back. We knew who each other was, but we didn't, you know, hang out or talk or anything Mm. like that. Uh, but after, after college, we were kind of the only people who were doing online media type things who we knew. And so we just started to talk about it because who else are you going to talk to? There are only two of us around. We slowly started to, uh, you know, kind of help out the other one when, when we needed it on projects and it, and it just grew from there. But we did a tremendous amount of work back in the day on our own separate things. For me, it was writing. I wrote, I think 450 articles before I ever got paid for one. Um, they Kevin did hundreds and hundreds of videos on his YouTube channel before he he ever got any money, uh, and it, it it's a, it's crazy. You know, I, I don't want to co-opt his story because hearing it from him is is amazing. But he did comedy stuff, and I, I want to jump on this because you talked about comedy and names and all of that. Vsauce was originally a comedy channel. I don't know if you knew that. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah. And so this, you know, the largest kind of education network on YouTube was originally pretty, pretty crazy comedy stuff. And Kevin had a character called Jerry Bloop, uh, that he did on his own channel. It was just the, I mean, Jerry Bloop was, it's just such a man child loser. Uh, and I <laughs> love those videos. Uh, and a, a guy named Binky McFart Nuggets. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ somehow knew michael yeah no that's the the real his channel name was binky mcfart nuggets and he had a great great comedy <laughs> channel of his own and somehow he knew michael and just said hey this guy is pretty funny check him out um michael emailed kevin and you know it went from there and eventually the comedy stuff pivoted into education because they were all interested in that uh and and they thought it was just going to be better content anyway so uh yeah, it's it's just the grind that led to that is nuts, and it pretty much always works that way. It always works that way. So there's, you know, a lot of people get discouraged that they're getting sub slowly, or they do a thing and they don't get very many views. Ah, uh, it's just it's so crazy, and you've got to get you got to get the perspective on this too, and it's. So I'll use my personal example here. My YouTube channel has 110 subscribers. Uh, are you subscribed, by the way? I am subscribed to your personal YouTube channel. I am. 
Good. Well, I've never made a video and I will make the first video at 1000 subscribers. Uh, that's, that's my rule is I will not make a video before that. So it's good that you're in on the, on the ground floor. I thought you were part of the century gang, which is what I'm calling the first hundred people. But I look at that 110 and honestly, it blows me away because I think of, I think of my graduating class in high school had about 110 kids. So 110 people have signed up for something so that they will see what I make if I ever make anything and thinking of it in those high school terms where it's like every single person in my graduating class, graduating uh, class opting in to, to future content of mine. That is staggering. When you get a hundred views on a video, think of a hundred people in a room watching it. That's a lot of people. It really is a lot of people. Um, I was talking to a guy who was kind of bummed cause he, you know, he had like 10,000 views, which for him was an underperforming video. And I can see why I wasn't crazy about it, but I'm still shocked because if you think about 10,000 people, that's a, that's a small arena and all of them there are there to see this thing that you've done. Oh, it is. That's it is nuts, nuts to me. And I can't get over it. And yeah. And if. God, even if it's if it's ten people watching what you do, um, it's significant to me. Ten people sitting around in a room watching the thing you've made is cool. So, twenty and fifty and two and seven and all of these insignificant tiny numbers are actually really human significant when you think about them. And that's something that I wish everybody who's getting started and everybody who's in that grind at the late stages and they don't have 17 million subs and they're not making, you know, thousands of dollars a day on AdSense or whatever it is. They, they've got to keep that perspective that the small number of people interested in my thing is actually tremendous in the context of humanity we see that with the podcast it's not it's not super popular you know it's certainly not on the vsauce 2 level so you know we might get 2000 uh 2000 views on youtube on a thing and however many on spotify and whatever on itunes and it adds up and you just think wow a few thousand is not not going to break any records but how many things do a few thousand people show up to see? It's amazing. It really it is. Amazing. Is. And actually, one of the questions that actually reminds me of a question I wanted to ask. Why did you not piggyback off the Vsauce brand as much as you could? I, we started, uh, I mean, we announced on the Vsauce 2 channel, uh, but it's it's dicey because it's not in the same vein as all the rest of the Vsauce content. You know, you think when you think about what those guys do, we talked about Kevin and the videos he makes. Uh, Michael's most recent project is Mindfield, which was on YouTube Premium and now is free. I believe all of it's free. It's really good. It's, you know, they're like 25-minute episodes on on topics that are just enthralling. The one where he goes into isolation for 48 hours in a little padded room and, and like slowly goes insane <laughs> and loses track of time and everything. That's good content, you. right? Uh, you know, so he looks at the, the psychology stuff on minefield. Um, Jake, 
uh, Jake was just nominated for an Emmy for Could You Survive the Movies? That's crazy. Uh, where he's, yeah, the first one he did was uh, Mad Max Fury Road. And he was looking at things like, well, if a car blows up and you're 15 feet away and it knocks you back like it does in the movies, what, what really happens to your body? Because he did a bunch of videos years ago. One of them, Could You Survive Home Alone? You know, what would happen if Superman punched you? And going in the reality of of uh, TV and movie stuff on the science side. And he's turned that into a great show. Well, then you get something like The Create Unknown, and it's just not about that. We talk about the creative process. We talk about some uh, topical things on YouTube and Twitter and all that. Uh, we talk about the business side to some degree, uh, usually as it applies to making it a full-time job. And it's just not really what Vsauce does. And so we thought, well, we can't cross the streams because fans of Vsauce are going to come into this expecting a certain thing. And a lot of Kevin's fans did. They came in thinking they were going to get a podcast that was very much like Vsauce 2, and it just wasn't. And so, you know, they dipped out, and we expected that. It just wasn't what they thought they were signing up for. Uh, so, yeah, it's just kind of off-brand. I guess that's the, the thing. So we we formed... Uh, a little company out of the podcast and, and made it a separate thing. And we have a ball doing both of them. And it's, it's actually kind of nice to have two very different projects. Uh, but yeah, it just didn't seem like a close enough content fit to do that piggybacking. Which is understandable. I, I understand that's like, you don't want to, I don't know. Cause even though like people are fans of YouTube content in general, and they might be fans of you. And I think, I think the people who come over, I don't think you just want fans who are just going to like listen for a little bit and then just, you know, you want, in the end, you want people to listen to everything. Like, if you want someone to be a fan, you want them mm -hmm. to to stick around. And it's just like, you know, people dip their foot in. People are always going to dip their foot in. But, you know, it's not for everybody, I guess. At the end of the day, that's just, just how it works no. with anything. And that's okay. Um, before we... Yeah, that's okay. And so when we get a huge episode like Psychic Pebbles, which is near 200,000 oh, yeah. in a few weeks... In, an, in another quarter million just on the highlight clips where we took sections out and put them on the highlight really? channel. So when you think about like almost half a million people looking at this, how many are sticking around for the podcast and enjoy that? You know, not many. And that's totally okay. They're fans of Pebble. Some subscribed in the next episode. They're like, well, you know, this isn't my thing and, and took off. And that's totally okay. Whenever you do... Uh, guest stuff like you're going to get seven or eight million subscribers from me being on this podcast uh only a portion of those are going to stick around and that's, did i say seven or eight million did i say yes, the million yeah i meant i just meant seven <laughs> or eight yeah, yes that's sorry i right. uh, understand um it's it's very interesting that yeah. but that's but the way it, it works it, exactly though. and it builds it over, time. over time um before we do end up going into our on we talk extra exclusive on on we plus patreon.com slash on we is there anything you want to shout out for our for our free listeners before we do? Uh, did you say anything I wanted yes, to share? You want to share? Should you shout? Should we shout out the Create Unknown specifically? Yeah, that's good. I mean, because uh, with this sort of conversation and some of the ones that you've had on the podcast, um, I think that uh, the Create Unknown would would probably interest some of the people. Uh, who listen to this. So we're all over the place. You can go uh, on YouTube, pop in create unknown and, and you'll see us. Uh, we're create unknown on Twitter. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, 
you know, you can pop it in and see some of the interviews we've done. And, and that's really where, where I think the show is, is the best is, uh, yeah, the psychic pebbles one, his most recent, it's just plain good. It's just entertaining because he's so, so entertaining. And he's talking about his adult swim show, uh, or not show a pilot, uh, but trying to, you know, the process of making this pilot to try to turn it into a show and the hopes and dreams that go along with that and the uncertainty and what's quirky about animation. Uh, it's, it's, it's wild to hear him talk about that whole world. And so mixing that with pretty much the funniest person on the planet makes for a pretty good hour and a half. So I would check that one out first. Good choice. I love Psycho Pebbles. Been a fan since I was a little boy. Animation was actually what I wanted to do from the beginning. But of course, that costs money and I don't have the patience to become an animator myself. 100%. I'd be hard. I am useless (laughs) on art. I am useless. That's why I work on math videos and and then talk on the other project because I am so visually useless. Uh, So I love talking to animators precisely because it's so foreign to me and the opposite of what I'm good at. Uh, Talking to... Yeah, talking to Zach is just amazing because it's it's a, a world that I otherwise would have no understanding of and cannot see. Uh, so yeah, I, I I love that stuff, uh, and and I I really want to talk to more animators to be honest. And they're very interesting animators, though. I really enjoy them. Um, we'll, we'll sign yeah. off there for On We yeah. Talk. So goodbye to you all, and we'll we'll go into On We Talk extra. So bye, guys, and. You know, please give us $5 so you can listen to the rest of this conversation. Of course. It'll be worth it. I'm going to do my best to make sure it's a $6 conversation. <laughs> they can pay five and they're going to get six of value. On We Talk is hosted by Matthew Winner, produced by On We. You can listen to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or watch it in its entirety at youtube.com slash TV one you can show your support by becoming an Ennui Plus member, where you get exclusive series and podcasts, early access, and member-only perks. Join us at ennui.tv forward slash plus. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.